Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio. And hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Forsyth Business Radio. I am your host, Amanda Pierce, joined in studio today by my wonderful co-host, Cameron Armalejo. How are you today? I'm doing great, Amanda. It's a wonderful uh, fall day. Happy to be here with our guests. Welcome back to the show. Today in studio, we have two wonderful community leaders who are representatives of some entities that you might be familiar with. I am joined in studio by Costa Bazudo, and he is the chairperson for the 2022 Coming Greek Festival, which if you are a native Forsythian, I just learned that word, you might be familiar with festivities that are upcoming, and also joined by Tina Huck, who is the executive director of Family Promise Forsyth. Welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Excited to be here. Well, we're going to um, give our listeners an opportunity for you guys to share a little bit about what you guys do with your organizations and a little bit about the festivities before we dive into all of the fun. I will uh, parlay this to you first and foremost, Costa, because I was driving down, I think, Marketplace Boulevard just the other day, and I saw an actual billboard for the Greek Festival. There should be about seven up right now. <laughs> so for those who might not be familiar with the big to-do um, annually, share with our listeners a little bit about the fun that's upcoming. It is actually going to be Friday the 14th through uh, Sunday the 16th. 14th through the 16th. Friday is going to be open at 3 o'clock all the way through 9 o'clock. Then Saturday's hours are 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. And then Sunday from noon to 5. We're going to have a live band. So a live Greek band. His name is Kosto Kostanis from Louisville who's coming in. Our dancing teams are all of the children of our church. So the Greek festival here in Forsyth is connected to Saints Raphael, Nicholas, and Irene Greek Orthodox Church. All of our Sunday school kids have been practicing for the last several months, and they are going to be doing multiple shows that are going to be on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And on top of that, we have all of the amazing food that everybody has known to love for us. Our signature dishes, of course, you get your yitos. But we also have a bone-in lamb wait, shank wait, dinner. Say that again, because I've been I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Yiro. Yiro. Yes. I've been saying hero or gyro. <laughs> it does start with a G. So G in, G in Greek is like yama. So yama. Oh, you know. Pardon yeah. my ignorance. You're Thank good. you for for schooling me. Costa, tell us a little bit about the history of the festival. You know, we Amanda mentioned folks that have been native have kind of seen this come up. It's an annual festival, but this might be the biggest year ever, right? It is so. I have actually been a part of this since the first one, which we, we started this in, in 2005. So this is actually our 18th year running the Coming Greek Festival. And um, we grew from a situation where it was on the front lawn of one of the little houses there to the back lawn to now we're almost an acre and a half of actual space for the festival. We have accumulated a lot of great relationships uh, with vendors. So the vendors are small business owners here in Forsyth and in various little areas that collectively rent the tents from us. And then um, they also have multiple different things like... Vendors here local in Forsyth. So yeah, so we have... Do you guys, do we have some folks even outside of the county coming in? Yeah, we have people outside of the county coming in. And what we have is a situation where there's jewelry there's there's jewelry opportunities to buy there are 
there's a gentleman that sells custom knives coming in. There are people that do pretty much anything. When it, when it comes to a lot of it, we have some of our parishioners that one, uh, Marie Chapman, runs a Greek, a Greek general store. So you can get pick up a lot of your Greek paraphernalia. You can actually buy some of our some of our Greek festival shirts, which we have sh- which we've changed since last year. So they yeah, are all which you have on a which one. I'm yeah. sporting one right now. So we have tie dye shirts with the lo- with the logo on it, both in blue kind of aquamarine tie dye, and another one yellow rainbowish tie dye that will be at the general store. That those you can are going to be a big up. hit with the kids. Oh, they love it. And then um, outside of that, we have baklava that's made by the ladies in our parish so everything is on the par- on the pastry side is all homemade they've been they have been prepping and everything since august 1st oh my goodness so we've got all of that and then and they, can't they aren't folks able to be because people have loved the baked goods that the church has made for so many years now aren't they able to order those almost year year lot yes ladiesgreekkitchen.com i believe is the website that you can get it's so when you come to the festival what you're going to see is you're going to get a lot. You're going to get a book that has all of our sponsors on it. So we have a lot of local, local Forsyth sponsors that have uh, that that are part of our our sponsorship. And you're going to get the menu. It'll have a list of the vendors, what they do, where they are in the festival, the dance schedule. The one thing that's new this year that we did not have last year that we brought back is everybody ready for this one? Baklava Sunday. Ooh. So it's going to be soft serve ice cream with with a lot of the remnants of the baklava that you can buy in the pastry tent. So that's going to be there, run by our run by the young adult league. That's is the our college age kids and some of our middle school kids. My daughter is going to be one of them that runs it. So all in all, it's food, pastries, live Greek music, live Greek dancing from our children at all various ages, and then we have a fundraiser. It's my big fat Greek fundraiser, and this is going to tie into. Uh, family Promise, because they are one of our sponsor charities that we donate money to out of our fundraiser directly. As, uh, as I was just going to get into yeah. that because you mentioned community partners. Yep. Uh, you mentioned people that are going to be there. Is Family Promise going to be at the festival? What uh, maybe how do we can how can we get you in here on this in terms of our community partners here in Forsyth? Yeah, so we'll we'll be coming in on Sunday. We'll be there for the drawing of the raffle, and that's probably the the best thing right now is those raffle tickets are on sale now through through some, Friday. Friday, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so they're twenty dollars a piece. Twenty dollars. We're going to be selling them Friday and Saturday on site, cash only. So that way, because we do run this as a an official fundraiser. Try not to say the word raffle, yeah. but um, <laughs> fundraiser where the winner does collect 40% of what we do collect out of the fundraiser. And we will have a booth that's going to be specially there, not just showing the, you know, with the fundraiser, but we're going to be talking about our capital campaign and what the church is doing about building a new, a new building while we are there. So you can learn about the growth of our church through our festival, but also our community ties to Family Promise Forsyth, the Fraternal Order of Police, and the Firefighters Fund. The Sheriff of Forsyth County is going to be out doing the drawing. So, Wonderful. So he's out there. And um, it's just a great way of our community outreach. The best thing about the coming Greek festival, and this is one thing that we really like to say, please come out and enjoy us. Free admission and free parking to the event. So that way you can come and enjoy our come and enjoy the festivities and the culture. 
you know, we have a menu for food and everything like that, but free admission to walk on property. And the main part of our festival, and the one thing I really want to highlight is you have the ability to take a church tour, learn about the Orthodox faith and see what we are really about. Meet our priest. His name is Father Barnabas. Shout out to Father Barnabas. (laughs) (laughs) And also he does a lecture on Saturday, I think twice. And we have a schedule that's in the book that you can, when you get, when you get there, you'll get at the front door. We're going to actually have also for social media, since everybody's in the social media, we're going to have a selfie, um, a selfie booth? banner. So what? yeah, we'll have a selfie booth that you can tag the coming Greek festival on Facebook and Instagram. And we'd love to see your pictures. It's going to be a real wonderful, um, Santorini look. So I wanted enough. to ask really quickly before we transition and let Tina talk a little bit about, um, about family promise. Now, Cameron is a, is an attendee of your church. And I would like for you to share your experience on how you found the church because it was through the Greek festival and through, yeah. So share a little bit about the reach because they reached you from afar and, um, you were exemplary of exactly who they look to attract throughout this experience. Absolutely. So I first heard of the church, Saints Raphael, Nicholas and Irene, actually through the Herald, uh, which is a publication here in town, as as you folks will know. Uh, and it was highlighting one of the years, that was actually many years ago, three, four, five years ago, highlighting a festival. And I was reading about it and reading about how, how wonderful it was, all the activities they had, uh, how it really brought together people in the community, public, private, nonprofit, uh, everybody how coming out and supporting it and how big of a deal it was. And that honestly, is what made me want to come in. So to your point, Costa, about it being a community outreach and being a source for even uh, people to have their first interaction with orthodoxy and and, uh, to learning about it and also just having a great time with our Forsyth family. Uh, It's very, very important. And getting along with those nonprofit uh, connections here in our community, that, that, of course, brings us to Family Promise. So um, how I learned of Family Promise, not only through the chamber, was also through the connection uh, with the church. Cameron, he had an overnight weekend one time, and I was curious about the story behind it was. So kind of cue Tina and share with us a little bit, A, about the organization, and then B, about how you accommodate the families through the partnership with surrounding churches and other entities. Yeah, great. I'd love to. So Family Promise of Forsyth County it literally is here to serve families who are experiencing homelessness here in our county. Uh, all of those families, we're looking at children who are under the age of 18 who are experiencing homelessness in, in a variety of ways. It may be that they are uh, what we think of traditional homelessness, that we all kind of stereotype cars, streets, that. But there's also things like being doubled up with folks, living in hotels, things like that that we don't always think about. But for the kids, it's traumatic, right? They don't know where they're going to be tonight, tomorrow. They don't know how long they're going to be someplace. So it's really important for them to have some stability in their life. So for us at Family Promise, our entire goal is to work with those families and move from that instability, that homelessness, to a true life of stability. And so with our program, our original program was what we now call our rotational program. And that's how we got involved with Saints Raphael, Nicholas, and Irene. They were one of the first congregations to come all, come along and 
join the partnership. But we have a unique way of doing that. We need to provide a place for families to stay while they get on their feet. So the way Family Promise does that is they partner with area congregations, and each of those congregations commits to basically four weeks out of the year, once a quarter, something like that, to say, you know what, we'll take our space and we'll make four of those rooms bedrooms. And your families can come stay here. And on top of that, we will feed them and we will love on them and we will give them all the support they need while they do the work that, that you at Family Promise are asking of them to do. And so that's what's really cool about Family Promise. There's a lot of other programs out there that are, you know, they might set up to work with families, do whatever, but it truly is the community coming together to make that happen. And so that's kind of the, the focus of our main program. And now we've had to delve into looking at things in different ways, like community-based services, so that, you know, we'll take four families at a time in our rotational program and they're usually with us 90-ish days so how do we serve other people who need assistance as well so this last year we added in some community-based services so they may not be able to come into our program right away but let's not hesitate on moving towards stability and we're very extremely goal focused so while the churches are providing all that love on the families we're holding the parents accountable to working towards financial stability, getting jobs, learning budgeting, and then building all the skills and habits it takes to maintain that. And so for our graduates, the families who go through the program completely, those folks stay stable. We're looking at families who've been stable now for five years since, you know, we've been hosting. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yes, there are churches all over the county, not just Orthodox churches, Baptist churches, non-denominational churches. And so the, you talked about the rotational-based program. I guess these churches take turns throughout the year, so you have full coverage. Correct, correct. So back in the day, so Family Promise nationally has been around for about 32 years. And that rotational program I speak of was actually originally called the Interfaith Hospitality Network because that was kind of all that there was. And you're right, there were all different congregations, and we have them spanning from as south as down 141, where Creekside Church, Greeks Fellowship over on Ronald Reagan, then all the way up north to where like Good Shepherd is, and you know south the other direction up Midway. So, a variety of what's important though to know is that all of these congregations really want to serve their community. They want to see people succeed, and so you have people just like all of us sitting around the table who can do their part because everybody can be a part of it. That's what's really amazing. And. <clears throat> just to just to piggyback off of that, uh, I like Father Barnabas at my church. His his words and are pretty paramount to the way I like to view Family Promise and our partnership. It is immoral for a church of God to sit empty while there's children that are sitting that are sleeping in a car. So we have a moral obligation to take care of our community, especially the homelessness in this in this county by opening up the doors of our church. So we, we gladly <clears throat> walk into that partnership. That's beautiful. Tina, um, obviously there is a, a lot of passion behind what you do, and sometimes I'm sure it can be saddening and trying and taxing. What is the inspiration or what was your calling to jump into this role and share with our listeners a little bit uh, about what you maybe did prior to becoming the executive director and how long you've been in this position? Sure. So my family and I moved here to Forsyth County in 2016. We moved from like the St. Louis area. And so when we came here, I was just looking for a way to get involved in the community. Like I just wanted to be involved. And so so we were at a at the church we were attending at the time, and someone spoke about there's this program, this new program, and they're helping students who are identified as homeless. And I'm like, 
ooh, I got to check that out. And when I went in and I heard that it was, it was for families who were struggling, and I remember sitting there thinking, gosh, we just moved here. My husband's in a new job. My house back in Illinois didn't sell. <laughs> like, hmm, I need to make sure this program's around. Because uh, not to say I needed, obviously, that ho- house to go back to if I had to. But the point was it could be anybody who needs that. And so that was really important to me. But the other thing that really struck me, there were two other pieces. One was that it was about anybody could serve. So my little guy is eight years old. I, he, we started in 2016, right? Six years ago, we started this. He was two years old. He doesn't understand life without family promise. And so in his head, if you ask him today what he wants to do when he grows up, it's, a, you know, whatever the career or superhero du jour is, and work at Family Promise. Aww. And when he talks about you, he'll be like, you won't let me set up a lemonade. Or and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Why are you trying to raise money? Because I need to give it to, you know, to help support people so that they can get stable. I love that, that anybody can come and serve and families truly can serve together. And there's not a lot of opportunity for that. The other piece that I really love was the whole idea that we are changing people's lives Family promise truly is a hand up and not a hand out. And I always think of that that phrase, you know, you can give a man to a fish, you feed him for the day, right? If you teach him to fish, he, he eats for a lifetime. And that's really what family promise is about here in Forsyth County. Every Family Promise affiliate builds their program based upon the needs of its community. And we've built this program to ensure that the folks who come through have a stable lifetime. You know, well, that we would have, be a great time to talk about those success stories. Yeah. Can you share one or two with us? Yeah. One of the things that's really been exciting uh, for us recently is that some of our families have gone through our program. You know, they were in completely unstable situations for years and they graduated, they worked hard, did what they need. Oftentimes it's single moms. Sometimes we have single dads, two couple, whatever. We now have folks who are homeowners because they went through our program, built the skills that they needed, were later able to apply for Habitat for Humanity or purchase a house on their own. And now we have single moms who are homeowners and those kids are stable. So I think that's a huge piece of what can happen through Family Promise. That's beautiful. For those of you who are just joining us, um, our guests in studio today are Costa Bazudo, and he is the chairperson for the 2022 Coming Greek Festival, which is this weekend, October 14th through the 16th. And also Tina Huck, who is the executive director for Family Promise here in Forsyth. And I am joined by my co-host, Cameron Marmalejo. Before we kind of switch gears into some common themed discussions, I'd like to give you guys a chance to plug the festival in case people want to figure out how they can participate or how to find it if they don't live anywhere nearby, and then also Family Promise. So Costa, go ahead. Where can people find out more details? So people can find more, find out more details on uh, ComingGreekFestival.com. So that's ComingGreekFestival.com. We start at 3 o'clock, and this is off of Bethelview Road. So 3074 Bethelview Road at Saints Raphael, Nicholas, and Irene. We are parking cars on property, so we're not going to be off property busing anybody over. And if you're on Bethelview Road, you will see a lot of police activity uh, because wonderful Sheriff's Department of Forsyth County helping us. And they're going to direct traffic. So you're going to do, so if you're coming from 400, you're on Bethelview Road, you're going to do a U-turn, turn right directly into the festival. You're going to go either all the way to the back and park and then walk on property, or you're going to take your first right-hand turn. You might see uh, Cameron there. (laughs) And, um, and, um, that will be our drive-through. So we will have a drive-through option as well. So you can pick up food and pastries as, uh, as just a drive-through option on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Mm -hmm. or you can walk on property and come on out that way. So Friday from three to nine, 
Saturday from 11 to 9, and Sunday from noon to 5. For those who might not know how to Greek dance like myself, is there any instruction, or can you just get out there and cut a rug, or is it only for observation? So the (laughs) fun part about it is there's going to be a lot of people wearing coming Greek festival aprons that have no problem getting out on the dance floor (laughs) with you. And, and they will gladly, over my two left feet. <laughs> and they will teach you. Believe me, they will. And we have a we have um, the older kids. I call them kids now. They're out of college. They have their dance name is Fotini. Uh, it's like uh, fire. Mm-hmm. So they will be dancing one of the la- some of the last dances. We have one of our parishioners. She is in an actual professional dance group, and they're going to be dancing Saturday at five. Staying Alive is the name of theirs. So Ooh, I like it. Our children from the, I think, kindergarten through second grade, and then the middle schoolers, the high schoolers, and then, again, the adults. So a lot of them will pull you out from the crowd and come on the dance floor. They're, they do do a serpentine dance through the crowd, and they are very interactive. I think us four would make a good team here. Maybe we get a chance. Don't I have a feeling Amanda's a pretty good dancer too. So. <laughs> well, we have some we have some great dancers out there, and our band is really good band from from like I said, they play a lot of the festivals in the area, and he actually gets out on the dance floor with his bazooki, nice. and will and will he will accept any any song requests that you want to want to hear, and he has no problem playing it. So he's and you uh, pay him in baklava. I wish (laughs) (laughs) this is a, I mean, this is a fundraiser for the church as well, but we, we do outlay a lot of money on the front end, but of course what we get on the back end is parishioners like Cameron. And Mm -hmm. then you become part Mm -hmm. of it. And the Greek, I have to tell you the church tours and what father Barnabas is able to relay and, and get into the history of orthodoxy and where does it come from? is a very fascinating conversation for people because you don't realize out of the, all the denominations in, in the in the world, especially in the United States, where we delineate from directly from Jesus comes all the way through, and there is no delineation off of the Orthodox line. So mm-hmm. it's a really neat, really neat history lesson, and mm-hmm. I welcome anybody to come in and understand what, what it really is all about. So... There is a lot of rich history, and I'm just kind of hitting the tip of the iceberg with uh, the Wednesday program that we go to. Cameron, help me out. Journey to Fulfillness. Journey to Fullness. Fullness. Fullness, That's right. Um, And I'm having a lot of interesting pieces put together. You know, like you said, it is one of the oldest uh, denominations in the world. So there's a lot of rich history there. So everybody listening, do take the tour. It's beautiful. You get to see the facility. Part of these funds that are being raised are going towards building the larger facility, which is on the horizon, correct? We would like to have that happen. So if anybody has multi-million dollars that they want to donate to a church, I can direct them in the right possible spot. And And we know a CPA (laughs) that can help you get the maximum tax reimbursement for that donation. Because we are a 5013C. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have like some actual actual Greek heritage, right? I My first name is Kostandinos. My grandmother is a refugee from World War II in Greece, and my grandfather was a refugee. He also was an immigrant from Greece as well. So yeah, I'm from Washington, D.C. area originally. So The my, Greek blood is flowing through your veins. It is. I'm half Italian too, so I get some of that. Italiano. I'm half Italian as well, but I'm yeah. going to be Greek this weekend. Come on. <laughs> I mean. Okay, we're, we're going to come back to those things here in just a second, Costa, but do share with our listeners, Tina, how people can become involved, how they can contribute, where they can find out 
out more information, where if someone would like to volunteer, all those great things. Perfect. All that information can be found on our website at fpforsyth.org. And I really encourage folks, just take a look at that. And if you look at it, you know, it takes an entire community to help change these lives and realize that if there's something you're like, gosh, I'd like to get involved, but I don't know how I fit. We are always open. You'll find our contact information on there to sit down and talk with you about, wow, you might have this gift to share with our families that we didn't even think about. Maybe you can teach a class on this or you can, you know, sit down and counsel someone on that or whatever it is, or maybe you can fix the toilet. Who knows? Whatever that could be. But the whole point of it is, is that everybody can be a part. And so definitely take a look at that and then reach out to us if you have questions. Absolutely. And I'll tell you the way that I found you. Again, I, I was familiar with the organization through the Chamber of Commerce, but our mutual friend, Jan Rooney, who yeah. serves on the board, she kind of was nudging me to participate in some regard. And then you and I met and I, I felt the call again with the commonality between all of, all of us. Now I'm proud to say that I serve on your board as well. Yeah, so I look so forward to the collective way that we can reach um, the greater good and, and continue to nourish these organizations and help them flourish throughout our community. Cameron, did you have anything to add? Well, I can just add that imagination construction can fix toilets, and we are definitely a, uh, a proud supporter and a volunteer business in our community, helping at the at the church with Family Promise as a representative with the Baptist Church just on the north side of town, cutting lawns, doing things like that. We know how to fix toilets too. So I love we'd be that. happy to help you out. Give well, us a call. And we know we know another skill you have, which this is how easy it is to serve at Family Promise. You can sleep. And serve. I mean, we're talking seriously. He's done that. <laughs> yeah. You sleep and serve are you? <laughs> okay, so what our listeners might not know, and I'll brag on Cameron here for a second, is he's a former serviceman. He served proudly in the Air Force. So there's a military term. I'm not sure if it's as um, predominant in the Air Force as it is in the Army, but it's called racking out. And that's when you go to sleep because you just like basically go sleep wherever you might be, FTX, in the woods, wherever. So Cameron's quite used to racking out anywhere and he can find comfort on the concrete floor with his arm as a pillow that's right so as long as you're not on duty uh <laughs> yeah you, he can I, rack out anywhere however you don't have to do that in family promise no. right you actually had a bed Karen. <laughs> that's right yeah caught and uh just watch the door and uh, make sure everybody's safe and and comfortable yeah yeah it's and a it's pretty easy way to get 12 hours of uh, volunteer service it really is <laughs> Um, again, sitting here with enthusiastic representatives of our community, Costa, I'd like for you to share just a little bit of the behind the scenes. I know that you've been working tirelessly with your team for the past week, and there's so much that goes into just this three-day celebration. And I'm sure that there's just as much post-work as there is pre-work. So we'll go with around two-week period of time that it takes actual physical, manual, logistical labor. So share with us the passion behind that and the reason that you choose to roll up your sleeves and dive in and wipe the sweat off your brow to serve this community through the festival well i look at it as sometimes i tell people i'm like i have a lot to repent for but <laughs> um no I, I i god has given me a lot of gifts uh, i think the ability to enroll volunteers and to really bring the 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 um the vision of the greek festival i mean we've i'm not the only one who's ever run it we we started with uh, laura kafalis in our church she is the first person to start it. She kind of put the framework and the bones around it. We've had uh, Johnny Meltz, me, and a couple other people that no longer go to the church. And um, <clears throat> the good part about it is, is that through the iterations of the 18 years, we've really created an environment to where it's a duplicatable, a duplicatable setup, 
but it gets bigger each year. You're talking about this week alone. Well, I prepare all year for this, but this week, the tents went up on Tuesday, yesterday. The kitchen got put together and established today. We're going to start cooking and slow roasting the lamb shanks this afternoon. And we can, uh, we can slow roast that for six hours. They'll fall off the bone once you eat them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Believe me, we're going to sell about 500 of them. Now, for those of us who might not be um, adventurous enough to uh, try lamb, would you suggest that this would be the time that one would try it? If you're going to try lamb for the first (laughs) time, I have not tried a recipe better than this. And do you guys do it like over an open fire? Like no, it's not a. It's not like an like actual a pig roast? lamb. Okay. It's not. It's not the lamb on the spit. Yeah. It's actually. Uh, it's a lamb shank. Mm-hmm. So it's like a rib. So it's a good piece. They're about a pound each. So you know what's the best part about too about ordering lamb is you may not be able to say other things on the menu as you look at it when you're going through the drive through or stopping by to order your food. I know it's taken me many years to learn how to say some of these things. Uh, I'm at, <laughs> so you can say lamb. Spanakopita. Uh, nice job, But but yeah, I think we can all we can all order some lamb. So well, and the spanakopita is handmade by Helen McCart and her team, our bakers, and it's a spinach pie. So that is one of our vegetarian options, which I do get asked a lot of questions about. Does it have ricotta cheese? In it, it has feta cheese. Feta cheese, okay. We Yum. we're Greek. We have mm-hmm. feta and everything. Feta. So and we have Greek salads. Euro meat, we have chicken euro. We have mm. a chicken dinner, which is a half of a chicken over orzo and a side salad. Mm. Pasticcio, which is like a Greek lasagna. Ooh. There's another one. And then the moussaka is the, is the potato with the bachamel sauce. So mm. it's fantastic. And then going down the list, um, you know, a meze plate is just hummus and domadas, which is a grape leaves. And mm. Oh, I love those with the rice in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So that's kind another. A little bit pickled. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Thing. It yeah, has tangy. a it's it's a it's a lemon. Oh, like, very it's, nice. It's, so yeah, we have that. So it's the meze plate. I think we've sufficiently made all of our listeners <laughs> extremely <laughs> hungry. And yes. you know, at three o'clock on Friday, you can take care of that hunger and come to the Coming come Greek through. Festival. Absolutely. Just as they said, if you're unable to attend like physically on foot or enjoy the festivities, do swoop through and just drive through and yep. pick up some delicious offerings and support the local cause. That's exactly it. We have, like I said, drive through as well as on in person options. So. Tina, I'd like to give you a chance just to share anything that I might have missed or something that you'd like to share with our listeners, not only about your organization, but about your passion behind it or yeah. anything within that scope. Well, you know, I, I was sitting here thinking about our community, and I think it's a, it's hard for a lot of people to imagine homelessness here in Forsyth County. And, and it is. We look around and see, you know, lots of houses. We see all this thing. But reality is, when I first came here, I, told, I said that story, how they talked about this thing, and they talked about how, you know, each year in the schools, there were about 600 700 students maybe identified as homeless here in our county that was crazy to me like wow that's a lot of students however last year that number by the end of the year reached 896 students this year we're already over 600 at this early in the year it starts over each year and that doesn't take into account anybody who's not in school yet so a lot of times we're serving families with you know, a two-year-old, four-year-old, something like that. And so understanding how great the need is here in our county and wanting to assist those families, really support them towards 
true sustainable independence to me is just so important because we want those kids to have a stable life. It changes everything for them. And recently we were talking with some of our moms and it's interesting. We always talk about changing children's lives. And what we think about is the big like living through trauma to now we're stable and what that does. But these graduates were talking about the change that they saw in particular, they're young teen boys who normally might hear something and kind of let it go that, oh, this person's going through this, this person's going through that. These two in particular were talking about their boys and how they've watched them go from that to, gosh, my friend is hurting. I've had this experience. I need to help them just like the people at Family Promise helped me. I need to support them through that. And so it's pretty amazing that true fundamental change that can happen for kids through this program. And it ignites something within them as well, wanting to be a part of the change. That's fantastic. It really does. That you're building leadership through through your organization. Exactly. Well, one thing that I like to do as we as we round the end of the show, I told you it'd be painless and pass by very quickly. Um, I'd like for you to us to go around the room and you share something positive or um, a couple words of wisdom that you'd like to leave our audience with. And that sometimes throws people for a loop. So whoever is, we're going to put Cameron on the spot. Mr. Cameron, what do you have to say to our listeners to leave on a positive note? Well, I'd say thanks, Amanda, for allowing me to co-host with you and representing Imagination Construction. Imagination is the first step. Uh, I would say something positive. I I just shared something to the business page today. Uh, The statistics just came out for our schools here in the county. Number one, again, in the metro area for graduation rates. Our kids are doing a great job. Our teachers, administrators, everyone in that community uh, continuing to represent Forsyth County, teach up the future leaders of America. And I just wanted to give them a shout out for being number one again. And we'll go with Tina next. Okay. I'm going to do a quote. How about that? Please. <laughs> so uh, I love to quote this one. It's from Martin Luther King. It's everybody can be great because anybody can serve. And that truly, I mean, obviously it's very true, but I really think about that with our organization simply because everybody, no matter if you have an hour to give a year or an hour to give a day, it doesn't matter. You can come in and you can truly be a part of changing children's lives. I love that. And Costa. I would like to really give a shout out to the true heroes of the coming Greek festival, our parishioners. I want everybody to realize that the amount of people or human, um, human hours that it takes to put the festival together is done solely by volunteers. So everybody who goes out there are coming in after work. I, I took this week off so I could do this. And um, they are the unsung heroes of this. I have my chief baker is in her 70s, and she can outrun me. <laughs> She's amazing. Her team, they have been absolutely unstoppable at putting together 125 pans of baklava. Wow. They have done an exorbitant amount of work. Our young kids have come in to help in the, in that, in that path. So we have bridged three generations in one day at one of our baking sessions between all the people that come out. So from the people that I, that I, that I associate with in the church, there is a genuine love for this County. There is a genuine love to serve that's why, for, you know, Family Promise of Foresight is one of our key contributors and one of the people that, and one of the organizations that we, you know, we do support their galas. We support their outreach. 
They've done a lot of events at Halcyon and things like that to raise money and awareness. And we have always been a part and we feel like that's like an extension of our church and our people do that. I mean, it's not me. Definitely is not me. It's the people that go out and are taking time to make food, serve food, do it with a smile on their face and know that they get into an Epsom salt bath at the end of the weekend, because that's what I'm going to (laughs) do after they stand for 23 hours. You know, you're standing up serving food for 23 hours. There are no sitting, there are no chairs behind the kitchen. Don't lock your knees. And just to let you know, (laughs) yeah, I know. But we're, I mean, we are planning on serving 500 lamb shank dinners, 3,500 euros. I mean, 500 chicken euros. I mean, I'm really weird. 350 chickens. So yeah. Who's the purveyor of all these meats? We have multiples. uh, So PFG, uh, Restaurant Depot, and if I can give a plug to Giorgio's yeah. Restaurant. Giorgio's. Oh, love Giorgio's. Giorgio's Restaurant is one of our, their their ownership team of the Giorgio's family is heading my kitchen. Um, so, yes, if you're, if you like the Greek festival food, there's an extent, they're kind of an extension of our kitchen. So, go to Giorgio's on exit 14. So. Very nice. We'll have to go there. I've never been. Mm. Uh, what? I've never <gasps> been. Well, you know, I'm new to the Forsyth area. So, just about a year. So, oh, no. and Cameron's Georg- been my guide. Giorgio's has been there? open. Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> I am disappointed in you. <laughs> Burn. So, yes. Oh, well, yeah. I can introduce you to the owners of Giorgio's. I would love they, they are there actually cooking at the festival right now. But they will be there all weekend, but they're an extension of ours. Um, it, it, it's just amazing. Uh, it's amazing to watch the people come out who love our church, love Forsyth County, and give back their whole weekend and their body parts because it hurts afterwards to do just such wonderful work to give to their church, give to the community, and to give to uh, charities like for, you know, Family, Family Promise. Promise. Very so. nice. And they, they do it all with a smile. Like, <laughs> I just know when I get there, like, on I was Sunday afternoons, like, it, it might as well be Friday, and they're just so fresh. And, like, yes, welcome. And they're so great. Everybody who's there is, is great about welcoming you and making you feel like you're a part of the community right there. It's oh. really great. That's fantastic. Well, that kind of leads into what um, my parting thought will be. And to put it in the words of my dear friend and mentor, Randy Brunson, he says to be generous with your time, treasures, and talents. And I think that's exactly what you're doing uh, with the festival and every day. And also you as well, Tina, uh, and leading with fortitude, family promise, and you as well, Cameron. So I'd like to thank you all for joining us today on Forsyth Business Radio. A quick shout out to our studio partners at Brandywine Printing, who have outfitted this beautiful studio with all of our logoed items. In addition's office Creations, who has provided us with these beautiful um, chairs and table that we are seated at, and our studio partners at Cooper and Company General Contractors. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and should you like to learn more about either of these organizations, please visit them online. You can go to www.fpforsyth.org to learn more about Family Promise, and you can go to the coming, not, not the, just coming Greek festival.com to learn more about the festivities upcoming this weekend. Festival is for the 14th through the 16th, beginning at 3 p.m. Make sure you tag them on social media so that you can see all the fun stuff that's been going on. Cameron, for those of um, our listeners who might be curious about how to work with you or your company at Imagination Construction, how can they find you? Sure. They can find me Instagram on Facebook. It's just Imagination Construction forward slash Imagination Construction. Our website, ImaginationConstructionLLC.com. 
and they can reach me directly at 470-737-5535. I'd be happy to talk with you about your project and your vision. Well, fantastic. For our guests today, Costa and Tina, and for my co-host, Cameron Marmaleo, I have been your host, Amanda Pierch, and this has been Forsyth Business Radio on Business Radio X.